back on the air for the week of August 29th, 2011. Ah, the end of the Lions month. And a little bit more left before we go to fall. Hi, Dave. Dave Osman up in Whidbey Island. How are you doing? Oh, it's a beautiful day up here. Um, the sun is shining. The air is clear. There is no, as we record this, no hurricane happening here. But it's, it's happening on the East Coast. I've called our friend Bob Grossman in New York, and they are evacuating parts of, of Tribeca and the East Village, absolutely sending them to to higher floors somewhere. Higher so, floors. Uh, move and, move and, up. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. they have shut down the, the entire uh, municipal transportation system as of this afternoon in New York City. It's already down. Yeah, can't it's really, selfie, it's, really a it's, a, uh, it's a disaster movie. In, uh, you know, it's just what television was waiting for in the silly summer season, right? It's a yeah, gigantic disaster uh, movie, but it's real. Yeah, it's real. And I love the responses to it. You know, I, I, I gave Ron Paul a lot of slack, okay? I did. I thought, well, you know, the guy is, uh, he's a libertarian and he's got his ways and he figures it out. He comes forward today and says, the federal government shouldn't involve themselves at all with this uh, hurricane disaster relief and warnings. We states know how to take care of ourselves when a disaster happens. What a putz. No, really? Wow. Yes. Well, you know, there's a consistency with these guys, and that's why you have to give, you know, libertarians are by by nature of their political doctrine, they are doctrinaire. They don't, you know, they don't, uh, you know, no matter how stupid it is, they stick with it. And uh, that's there's a lot of there's a big problem with that out there these days, don't you think? Well, I, I absolutely do, and, and I mean that's that's a that's to me is right is an extreme response, but it's got more heart in it or more straightforwardness than Eric Cantor, who when he heard about Irene coming to town said, well, if uh, if, if it destroys a lot of stuff and we've got to pay for it, we're going to have to cut the budget somewhere else to pay for it. Oh, wow. and there was this, there was this shocked silence in Washington because of course. <laughs> A ton of his constituents are, you know, represent soon-to-be-devastated regions, okay? Yeah, yeah. And here's this guy saying, oh, you want to take care of the people that, like, God turned his face from and put in the eye of the hurricane? We're going to have to, like, stop some more school lunches or turn off a few iron lungs to make that happen. And there are people going, whoa. So they had a talk with him, and he's he's learning the... um, the new dance step, the uh, the Romney backpedal. The Romney it's backpedal, great, right? It's it's a great dance. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's uh, it's uh, well on, on top of the earthquake, Pete. On top of the mm-hmm. earthquake, I had this vision today. As as you know, you, you watch the this, this hurricane is as big as Europe. Okay, as big That's as right. Europe. So you're watching Europe as a cloud advance on the East Coast, and I'm thinking, well, the first thing to go is the top of the Washington Monument because it cracked in the in the in the earthquake. Yeah. What kind of a sign will that be? You know, crash in the ground, and and then Miss Liberty's torch, man. Those 115 mile an hour when snap a Rooney, it comes right down. The Republic is over, man. It's done. It's through. The the, the 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 rapture will have hit. Well, we will have basically 
uh, you know, taken away the power of the whore of Babylon. Let's not forget to to a few kooks out there that that are Rick Perry's <laughs> dear friends. That's the whore of Babylon. That's the whore of Babylon. Yes, that's what that's what the guy said. One of those preachers said, "Whore of Babylon sent to us by atheistic France as a trap." Yeah, yeah. This is. I thought I, mean, I thought he was talking about a member of government. You know, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a statue. Well, you know, I I I I imagine you've got some background on this, and all all people who've been reading New Yorker, you know, and listening to to the uh, to NPR and all of these wonderful liberal sources of information, did you? Of course, you stumbled on the apostles, the new Which, apostolic reformation. Oh no! Tell me about this, Dave. I want to hear. Okay, the yeah. new apology—it's so riven out there in 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 the land of the extreme. You know, they're not even religious, really. They're just really—they're—they're they're totally weird. Okay, the the new apostolic reformation. These are spiritual warriors. Okay, uh-huh. and their whole thing is um, that they are. Uh, What's what? What's what? What's the word? They 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 want to take over everything. In other words, you're it, talking dominionism. Dominionism. That's the word. It's not written we, in my notes here. Dominionism. That's that's their that's their thing. They have to take it over entirely. And here's the three marks of these guys. These new apostolic reformations. They're apostles, by the way. When you speak of them, yeah. uh, the is they're uh, against uh, uh, abortion, of course. They are course. against gay rights, of course, and of course. they are for. This is one, two, three. The third one for the conversion of the Jews. Oh, I better watch out. I better lock my door. I'm going to have an apostle pounding on it saying, Are you having an abortion? Are you gay? Are you a Jew? Oh, oh, oh. Come yeah, on we, in. We got to get, got to get you in order to advance the end times. That's why these bozos love Israel and hate Jews. Because Israel is just the plane of Armageddon as far as they're concerned. That's where the end times will be played out. Gog and Magog, you know, it sounds like the World Series. You know, Pete, and we could forget all of this and put it in the back of Ripley's Believe It or Not, you know, uh, uh, you know, or one of those Reader's Digest Weird Myths of the West, you know, volumes, except they are actually having political impact. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, when, when they talk about being tolerant— when they talk about repentance, you know, repentance of being tolerant. No, they're, they're not repenting their sins. They're repenting being tolerant of other people's sins. Uh-huh. Well, the, how far are they away from the people that pick at the, um, the funerals of soldiers? You know, gay soldiers go to hell. Yeah, I'm so, yeah, glad. I'm yeah. so glad they died. And that's just the next step over. And it would, it's, it's always a problem, Dave. I'm reading this wonderful book, which I highly recommend. I think his name is Ron Perlstein. I, know, I, I got into it because I read recently that Obama was reading. I thought, well, I think I'll join him for some of his light summer reading. And it's called Nixonland. And oh. it is a – oh, it is a – brilliant uh, uh, exposition of of the fact of what we live in this land of of of, of black and white of of this divided land that Richard Nixon not only created he lived off of it and he and he he planted this in America and you've got to read it because it's no surprise you look at what's going on now this is not new the republican party has had this poison in them forever so long and the democratic party has been a bunch of to their worst, 
arrogant, out-of-touch wimps for ever so long. And wusses, letting these thugs and fascists push them around. It's a, it's a great book. Dave, yeah, it's, you know. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, well, I, just, I was just think, thinking, you know, the, the, these folk who, who we could just write off if they didn't have political significance, these folk, can, everybody who doesn't agree with them is a demon, Mm-hmm. So we're in an out demons out kind of situation. So really, what this is, there's a it's exorcism in your daily life, Pete. Well, let me tell you a quick story because you these you don't have to deal with people that are like completely completely out to lunch. I was invited to a lunch by the <laughs> invited uh, out to lunch. <laughs> yeah, I was invited out to lunch by the yeah. sister of an old friend of mine from high school. And I get there and we're sitting around. There's a bunch of other people there and we're talking just about all sorts of things. One of the guys turns to me and says. Uh, have you ever thought of taking Jesus Christ as your Savior? This is out of nowhere, right? And I thought, <laughs> uh-oh, what, what, what has happened here? And I found myself, I had been uh, dragooned into a Jews for Jesus trap. Oh, that's these folk. That's these yeah. people, or, or part was, of them, yeah, Messianic Jews, yeah. Well, it was, it was bagels and locks and coffee and reading the Sunday Times, just like all good Jews are supposed to do yeah. on Sunday, <laughs> except they turned their eye on me. And I thought, wow. am I going to tell them really from which book I've gotten most of my spiritual knowledge? I thought, if I do. So I mentioned to them the non-biblical source from which I gather most of my, well, a lot of my inspiration. The temperature in the room went down 50 degrees. Uh, the devil was talking through this Jew's mouth. Flymaster, Beelzebub. And these were young people, okay? These, these weren't like the ones, the, the, the billionaires that surround Rick Perry. There's the difference, Dave. Uh, Michelle Bachman, yeah, she pulls a religious thing, and Kane, and you know, and you got a couple of Mormons and everything. But but Perry is the religious right fascist. He has surrounded himself with the very worst, and he isn't smart enough, and he doesn't have the morals or the sand or the interest. He like like George W. Bush has no curiosity whatsoever. He's only interested in power and adulation. And he's willing to say anything. And, of course, the people that use him are these extraordinary right-wing Texas billionaires. I tell you, out, demon, out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Progressives and liberals, enough of this harping and carping at, at Obama and what he's done and what he hasn't done. And let me tell you, David, I read the the whole list of the, of the uh, fundraisers that Obama and his wife are putting together. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it ain't the kind of the people that are going there that are spending fifteen, seventeen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a plate. They ain't me. Them's hedge fund folks. He is in the pocket of fucking Wall Street. He is out of touch. So there's a, there's a lot about Obama's White House and Obama's administration that I thoroughly despise, but I don't despise the man. And I, I do basically trust him. And I know he is absolutely the best we could possibly come up with and when you when he's going to face rick perry which is a real possibility then it is indeed end times versus normal man and we're going to have to deal with that yeah yeah i think well i'm not sure that yeah you know it's hard to believe that perry could make it hey um, he's already david but, but he, the yeah i know i know i know he's a double digit lead over the empty suit yeah well, that's the problem, is the empty and suit. And remember, 
and, it's not, and it's, nobody knows or cares about Huntsman, and he's too much of a Democrat anyway. Well, Huntsman is basically saying really radical things for Republicans, like, I believe in global warming. <laughs> right, science, right. Last, and I week's, think that last week's news, right. I believe in global warming. Thank you, Governor or Doctor, and, whoever you are. And, and, and I accept evolution as a legitimate science. Call me crazy, he said. Well, yeah. they did. They turned around they and said, did. you're crazy. He has less than 1% of the vote. Here's the thing wow. to remember, and I know you're aware of it. This ain't a national election. This has got nothing to do with middle of the road and liberals and progressives and soccer moms. This is the Republican Party, which has turned into this violently right-wing niche, which, like in Nixon land, you find is all the people who feel that they have no power, that they're being taken advantage of and being pissed on by the elite liberals who who hold them low, which we have and do, David. We do have a flyover mentality. We do hold them low. We mock their religion. We mock their lifestyle. We mock their opinions. And the only way they can get back is to is to identify with these fascists and 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 um, uh, theocrats that run to satisfy them. And we're looking at it right now. Whoa. Uh, well, um, let me re- ah. let me react to that because, uh, you know, I, I, I did a lot of I did some thinking about the flyover country as you know, when when the big black uh, presidential bus was roaring across the Middle West. And, you know, I don't there, there's no one who lives on the <clears throat> east or west coast that has any life at all, style or otherwise, that has anything to do with people who live in farm country. Those vast Midwestern places with corn and such that presidential candidates go to are literally nothing like any other part of the country at all. I mean, they're as distinct as if you just went to downtown Detroit, which they do a lot anyway, you know. They, uh, you know, they never come up into the hills, those guys, as some comedy group once wrote. Uh, they, you know, wouldn't it be interesting to come to Whidbey Island, Mr. President? We have farmers here. You know, we we have a cross section of people. We have a little restaurant you can sit down in where only twelve other people and a few Secret Service agents can stand around. You know, but and just as bad but, food. But, but yeah, they, we but, got it. Yeah, we got it. It's here, right on Whidbey Island. You can pick your choice. There's a huge naval base here, for God's sake. There's a safe place to land. You know, the, the, the Blue Angels come here. I mean, so, so Mr. President, trying out a little bit of West Coast charm here. We've got very good coffee, much better than Ma's Cafe in downtown Iowa. But, but the, point, the, the point is, because you were ranting and, and, and raving, I, do, I, do I, I mock their religions. No, I, I put anything that, that is extraordinarily difficult to believe in a certain category. And I presume that people who are living every day in that category are not going to run my life. That's freedom, buddy. You know, that's American freedom, is that people who are really extraordinary and weird, just because they live on your block, doesn't mean they're going to run your life. I, I hate to say it, but I think probably in Tripoli and other places around the Middle East, this is not the case, where the guy next door is, you know, some other tribe or some other sect or some other – wears some other hat some way, and you're dead in his sights because you're a demon. 
Yeah, you know, we got to sell these demons, as Phil Austin once said. We got to get these. We're, 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 we're we, get them off the lot. We have to we're get these demons, demons off the lot. You know, so what? so do I mock their religion? No, I, I, yes, because it's demonology, and I am a non-demonology kind of guy. You know, I don't really believe in in. Uh, well, I do believe in. There is, you know, we had a vice president once. Cheney was that his name? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah, he had a book come out recently. I am a demon, right? I, and I was proud I of it, it for every minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and and it, but the country isn't anything like that's the extraordinary thing about the uh, the Iowa this Iowa primary that seems you know to move and shake the whole world. Uh, no, I, these the they are not representative, even probably of Republicans on Whidbey Island. I mean, it's a very strange place to be running for president. And New Hampshire, you might as well be running in Oregon. But, David, it, I'm talking about a pol- this is a political entity. And, the, and one of the problems we face, and yes, I, I come from the, you know, I, I schooled in the East Coast. I rub shoulders with all the people that, you know, basically rule this place. And one of the things that I understand is that, we lived in such a, such a small ivory tower. We had no idea, even though our ideas may have been fabulous, we had no idea of what effect they would have on other people's lifestyles and other people's thinking, and we weren't smart enough to figure out how to make it work politically because you can't get anything done in this country if you can't go to the middle and get them to agree. This ain't no, you know, uh, uh, this is not a dictatorship. And right now we're looking at a huge revolt against liberal America. Now, it may not win the White House, but it already controls the, the House of Representatives and it may very well take the Senate. There's no way to know, right? There's absolutely no way to know. And, and Rick Perry could be elected. I don't think so. But we could find ourselves facing a man who's every bit of fascist as Franco, every bit of fascist as, as Mussolini, a, a man that, that believes that we've got to put God in, and if you don't believe in God, you're a demon. He called Al Gore a demon because Al Gore believes in global warming and that it's man-made generally. Well, that's, that's how serious it is. Yeah, that's a little language slip because demons is, uh, you know, that's what they all are according to these uh, these uh, dominionists. And Okay. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, let he's, me a clear, you know, he's a clear and present danger. So let's just put him in, <clears throat> in that category. I like Franco. I think that's a good... Uh, so, he, so he, yeah. He's also so ignorant, David. I, this wonderful story that's out now mm-hmm. that in 2003, he with Phil Graham, another great succubus yeah. uh, of, <laughs> of American politics, who left being the senator from Texas to, to, to get a huge job at USB, one of the banks most involved in those toxic swaps, okay? Graham gets together with Perry, whom he supported with big donations, and who was he was his intellectual mentor. Perry grew up on Graham and said, I've got a good idea. You know, corporations take out life insurance policies on their employees. So when their employees die, they get the money, kind of pays off for the money they're paying for keeping them alive through pensions and such like that. Let's do that with the Texas teachers. Let's get the Texas teachers to allow the state to allow USB to take out life insurance policies on all of them. They don't get it when they die. We get it because Graham referred to them as dead peasants. Ready? Dead, Uh dead peasants. Peasants and 
Perry tried to make it happen. Of course, the teachers union told him to go take a flying fuck, but that's exactly what he was after. He doesn't understand. He has no, he has no moral bottom. The man is a total opportunist, and he will let anybody run him as long as the money's there and the adulation and the power is there. He is a real problem. Dave, I want to go further, but we have to run an ad because, you know, people aren't people just aren't stepping up as much as they oh, have to. So come on, had- folks. These commercials, okay. they talk about a drag on society. Gee, Pete. Well, I, well let's hear a word about Hacker Smack. Uh. Want to stay up all night and rule the world? Hack Facebook, spam Twitter, and fuck up Iran? I've been up for a month and a half, burned down every firewall in the Pentagon, put a bug up Goldman Sachs ass and shaved Rick Perry bald on his homepage. Where do I get the energy from this shiny can of hacker smack? Look, 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 look. Yeah, I'm good. That's what all the missiles I've learned. Hacker smack, the brain draining game changer that'll keep you up if you can keep it down. Smack is a turbocharged blend of caffeine, alcohol, St. John's Ward, ginseng, and country-style methamphetamine. Smack is a deniable byproduct of Alzheimer's Brewery, Rehab, Colorado. Well, if that's the kind of commercial we have to have to support Radio Free Oz, Pete, I, I, I guess I'm just going to have to <clears throat> bite the bullet and drink the drink. <clears throat> yeah. Well, uh, you know, among the many things that uh, have happened this last week was a greatly ex, uh, expectorated, uh, greatly expected uh, speech by Ben Bernanke at, uh, it's, uh, at a very sweet place, right, Jackson Hole. I'm in Jackson Hole waiting for Ben to say something. And he said the government was screwed up. This is, this is no way to run a railroad. And, the, and uh, as, I re- as, as, as I recall, he did that after the stock market closed. So uh, in talking about this kind of thing, uh, you know, obviously Pete and, and I aren't as, um, we aren't as up on our economic factoids as we ought to be. And so we have sought the advice uh, of... Of, of a really substantial man who's who's advised us before, and uh, of course he hasn't been around for a while. But we've contacted him again. Here's Oz, uh, Oz's financial guru, uh, Milk Kambosky, and he's also uh, Bernie Madoff's cellmate. So uh, let's check in on Milkham. Hi, I'm Milk Kambosky, the author of Shortcuts to Big Bucks, with another very important money message. You know, folks, you've all heard the candidates and the politicians debate over and over again about which tax is best. The sales tax, the flat tax, the rich tax, the graduated tax. Hey, how's about the no tax? <laughs> That's right. I say don't pay taxes. All you're doing is buying more caviar and champagne for guys in prison like me. And you're not that dumb, are you? Well, I hope you are, because it pays to be ignorant, and you'll never have to worry about write-offs again if you can convince Uncle Sam that you can't write. When your tax forms arrive this year, grab a crayon and fill in every blank space with a zero, and at the end where it says total tax due, write in big, big, messy letters, tic-tac-toe, 
I win. Then put the form in a Ziploc bag and write your return address in finger paint as Santa Claus, North Pole, Mars. I guarantee you'll never hear from them again. Ha <laughs> ha! Now here's another way to escape the tax trap. Using the Bosky way to keep your hay. Just jet away and stay away until you've dropped all your dough, living like a prince in some two-bit kingdom, on a dime that wouldn't buy you a piece of penny candy back here in the States. When you get back, change your name and place of residence, take a low-profile, high-risk job like making jewelry in your basement out of old dynamite, and when you've saved enough cash and tax time rolls around again, just do the old two-step to Tangiers or the shuffle off to Bolivia, anywhere where they don't know who you are. It doesn't matter if you're an ugly American. It doesn't matter if you don't speak El Loco Lingo. Why? Because money talks. And if you never have to say hello to the taxman again, then you're speaking my language. And finally, I'm going to tell you today how to run for President of the United States. You think you're not qualified? Well, just look at the bozos and bozoettes already running. <laughs> Get yourself a solid platform, or just a sturdy box. Climb up on it and start talking. It doesn't matter what you say, as long as you talk loud and use these ten magic words. Taxes, vote, jobs, more, America. Guarantee, peace, crime, no, and me. Use them any way you want, but use them all like America, I guarantee peace and jobs, no more crime or taxes, vote for me. Try it. The worst that can happen is you get elected. This is Milcom Bosky. Milcom Bosky, he's been around for a long time. People are beginning to take him serious again. I mean, with the kind of people that are out there schmoozing away, why wouldn't you take him serious? Uh, by the way, Dave, yeah. uh, I've been I've been uh, kind of as I said, I normally I troll the, the woe on a regular basis, and you know a couple of things have come up that I think could could give us a little good feeling, right? I like one that. of the things that's been one of the things that's bothering me for the last year is the fact that anytime Sarah Palin stands up and says anything, if she goes to the bathroom, if she coughs, if she tweets, if she twits, which she is, she gets major press coverage. Okay, and I can't get through uh, these blogs without seeing her winky doll face look at me. I never click on the stuff that has to do with Sarah Palin unless it's really extraordinary. Well, a couple of um, um, bloggers or shall we say pundits have come up with an interesting kind of cross check on how we can get Sarah Palin or Evita Palin, as I like to call her, out of our lives. OK. Yeah. One, yeah. Said, uh, yeah. It's easy. It's easy. It's, it's, it's a win win. OK, because it's a lose lose. Here's the deal. If she does enter the primary and becomes a candidate, right, there's a very good chance that she will be destroyed in the primary, in which case she will lose all of her presence. She will no longer be the charming leader of the right. She will literally fall from grace. That's one way to get rid of her because she's only polling at like 5%, okay? She's gonna, and I don't think she's going to run, but that's the other part. If she doesn't run, according to the pundits, the people who are running are going to pull all the political oxygen out of the room, and it will suffocate Sarah Palin. She will be totally marginalized. Mm -hmm. Remember, she was only really interesting when she could have been vice president and sent us all to hell, or she was basically the residue 
of the Obama win so that she was the only person talking about it. And because she is, excuse me, cute. I wouldn't date her, but she's kind of cute. You know, she's 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 not a blob. But now you got Rick Perry and you got Michelle Bachman. You know, you got a lot of these people that are. Well, uh, Michelle came in second, right? Michelle came in first in Iowa. First in Iowa. But in the new polling, she's third. Third. It's Perry. I'll tell you what, how it reads. Perry, 31, 33, um, uh, uh, empty suit, 21. So he's got a 12 point on him. And then Mm. Bachman at 15. So she's plummeting. She was number one. She's now number three. But the nightmare um, uh, scenario, according to these bloggers, and they're interesting people, is that what with the empty suit, what probably keeps him up at night, okay, is that if Perry comes in and, and demolishes the, 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 the other right garden gnomes, right, and they disappear, if you put together all of their votes and give them to Perry, because these are all outlier votes except for Hunt, Huntsman's 1%, mm-hmm. then, then Perry has an extraordinary lead over the empty suit. I mean, if Herman Cain drops out and doesn't deliver the pizza, where do his votes go? Where do Newt Gingrich's couple of percentage goes? Maybe they go to Romney, but certainly not Bachman's. They're going to slip right over to, uh, to Prick Ferry, no doubt about it. So, you know, we're, we're in for a doozer, Dave, a real doozer. Well, didn't expect this, Pete. I mean, especially, at, you know, the, this, the long, hot summers, at least long and hot in some other places until it finally, uh, the sun finally came out here. You know, usually yeah. because Congress is at home and there's just the silly Iowa thing with, uh, you know, politicians driving around and shaking hands and eating hamburgers in small cafes. You know, it really isn't, isn't much of a of a summertime it's after the uh, after the holidays in a couple of weeks you know that things tend to start getting into that fall mood and getting ready for whatever we get ready for new hampshire is that the next thing that we get ready no, for no the first thing i think actually it's the iowa caucuses yeah and 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 the states are running to because it's also has so much to do with newsprint florida amongst others are are, are saying they're going to push their primaries up earlier than the rest. And the Republican committee said, if you do that, you'll lose half your votes at the convention. Okay. Oh boy. The, the, I mean, it's, it's just, it's insane, right? It's got nothing to do with polity and Commonwealth and the right person. It's who can get the most print. And also it means people will come to them first with their ads. That means television dollars in States that can't draw anything else in. So it's a big economic boom, Right. And the Sooners are out there, man, beating the drums, whereas the Democrats aren't even going to really run primaries. No one's going to run against Obama. Right. Who? Abby Hoffman? I mean, who's. who's, (laughs) No, he already ran. Come on. on. He he already ran. I mean, who's going to run against him? Nader? Nader? No. You know, that that half snake? No. No, no, these things are not going to happen. No, and and Obama's. And he's raising billions of dollars by sitting his wife next to people who pay $135,000 to check out her Kmart special clothes. I mean, it's, it's a little weird over there in Obama land, too, man. It's all money and Wall Street and favors. I mean, what happened to the people? I really feel, much as I like this man, I think it's possible that out of all of this hugger-mugger, a real third party may actually develop. 
a progressive party, mm-hmm. a real progressive party, which may find a way to work with the Democrats, but be separate at the same time. There's a clever way to do this. I know there's a way to shoehorn in on the Democratic machine, which is, you know, worthwhile, but also keep your independence. There's got to be a way. Yeah, well, with, with the independent, isn't the independent voter by far the largest number of voters yes, if you take so by far by <clears throat> far and and a lot yes. of that independence is on is on the left you know you could you could have yourself nominated as a democrat okay but pledging to be independent of a b c d and e there's going to be a way because i'll tell you as the republican party dissolves in front of our eyes it's going to take maybe anywhere from six to eight years but they're going to become a real backbench and people are going to figure out in a one-party state, how do I take advantage of it? How do I become the kind of Democrat I want to be? Or better yet, how do I become the kind of progressive I really want to be and use the Democrats to give me the power to, to launch me in? I really think this is going to come. Uh, oh, let's see. Oh, Dave, yeah. oh, what do we have to I'm get s- over first? But go ahead, Pete. <laughs> uh, we need another commercial. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, no, really? There's another yeah, bump same- in the road? Come on. Well, they... they they bought us. It's a back and back. You oh. got hacker smack, right? Yeah. yeah. Now it's time for the other side of the roller coaster ride. Huh. Here's hacker snacks. Oh, crunch. Been up all night slamming and spamming? Yes, I have. Been chugging back shiny cans of hacker smack like there's no tomorrow? Which there isn't. And hey, dude, I got the munches for crunches. You're smacked. Time to get snacked. Introducing Sugar Snacks, the sugar-coated sugar coats. So sweet, so sour, so salty that even your trash tongue will catch the taste. Try one. Mmm. They're crackly. That's because they're dipped in crack. Hacker Snacks, the other side of the roller coaster ride. Available in a handy two-pack for those of you already seeing double. Hacker Snacks are a deniable byproduct of Alzheimer's Brewery. Rehab Colorado. Do not consume this product while operating heavy machinery while giving birth on the interstate. Well, you know, we're staying in touch with the, the people out there. This, in this case, probably on the east side of the great flyover that we keep an eye on who, who make headlines, particularly the great sexual hypocrites. And this is uh, Sen- um, State Representative Phil Hinkle, Dave. He's a Hoosier Republican. Remember, he's the guy that went on Craigslist with his own email account went to the men looking for men section and asked if somebody would like him to be their sugar daddy. Their sugar daddy. daddy. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I can only be your sugar daddy for one night, he said, but we'll have a good time and there's a big tip in it for you. Uh, and I, that's not a pun. Okay. So so he, he picks up this, this young man, this 18-year-old named Cameron Gibson and meets him at a motel room. And Gibson says, this is Gibson's story, that when he arrived – that Hinkle exposed himself, and and Hinkle, I mean, and Gibson, I don't know if he recognized, but whatever part of his body said, "You're that guy in in, in the state house," and Hinkle <laughs> was so was so fucked up by it that he tried to bribe the guy by giving him his iPad, his BlackBerry, and like a hundred dollars not to squeal on him, which of course he did. Which of right? course he did, yeah. Did, did. All right now. 
No, here's Hinkle's story. Hinkle said, "Yes, I've seen that dick before." Before, TV. You're the dick. You're You're the the dick dick on TV. Yeah, you're the the dick that voted that said only men and women can 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 marry. Yeah. So, so here's Hinkle's story. All right, he said, "Yes, I did solicit him. I don't know how it happened. There was a button in my brain that went off. I just lost control." Uh He said, "When I got there." All we did was talk about baseball and the view. <laughs> and I went, baseball? You go on Craigslist, right? Men to men, not men wanting to talk about baseball with other men. <laughs> with other men. Right? No, not big baseball fans want to meet with a big tip with sugar daddies who understand baseball. Not one of those categories. No. Said, and I said, I thought to myself, what did they talk about? In, in the infield fly rule, uh, you know, big stats. <laughs> it's the zipped fly rule. I'm sorry. Yeah, they zipped, they zipped up the fly rule, yeah. you know. Were, were, were they reading from Chinese Homer? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, they were looking at the view. The view. And I'm talking about the view out the motel window. I don't mean. I don't mean the TV oh, show. Oh, they were watching the TV show at the same time. No, this, now, no there's no, six women, like aren't that. there? I mean, that's something to do. Yeah. Why you're Why you're talking not, about baseball? Not. Talk about baseball. Expose <laughs> yourself and watch. You know, and watch. Watch, um, watch uh, women you know, that you're not interested in. Oh God, what a thought! Oh so, me, okay. No, the view so out the motel says, window. That's so romantic. Hinkle said he went to the bathroom. God knows to do what. When he came back. The guy was gone and had stolen his iPad and his blueberry oh. or blackberry, excuse me. <laughs> so, so, and, and so they're, they're asking the guy to resign because it's such a terrible, you know, a scandal. Said, he no. lost his blackberry. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a blackberry, you don't have an iPad, you know, and, and yeah. you know, ba- we're, not, we're a basketball state, not a baseball state. Yeah. So, so please, and he said, no. So I'm not going to resign. I'm not going to run again, but that's a decision my wife and I made before I made this mistake, but I'm staying in till the end. Okay, let me add to this, just because we only get once a week to throw this at the people. This yeah. is new. Yeah. Okay. Puerto Rican Senator Roberto Arango, who is active in the Republican Party in Puerto Rico, didn't confirm or deny taking naked photographs of himself found in a popular gay dating app called... Gawker reports. Okay, so now we've got another Republican on a dating site. But he said, instead he said, he's been documenting his weight loss. And the photos might be a part of that. Documenting my my, my weight loss, man. You know, the one part of me that hasn't lost any weight, I got a big close-up of that, that for you to look at, man. So, look how big it is now, baby. Okay, yeah, not bad. The love handles, they went 80, but man, look at this thing. It's still there. Hey, man, it's a tropical you know, paradise down here, man. I uh, said, you know, I'm losing weight, and as I shed that weight, I've been taking pictures. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember this thing. particular picture. But I'm not going to say oh, I didn't boy. take it. I'll tell you if I remembered taking the picture, but I don't. At this point of time, I have at no this, recollection. At this point in time, Senator, I have no recollection. Which of this was thing. relatively larger than the rest of my shrinking bodies. Yeah. Um, oh, well, uh, that certainly is a department that never empties of material, Pete. I, yes, because these people that go out there and do all this flag waving and you know and, and, and gay baiting are are suffering. They're suffering. That's why they're out there making such, you know, being so 
out front and outrageous about it because inside they're, they're it's really it's really hard on them, Dave, as I've said before. They think they are ruled by the devil. They don't know how to deal with these impulses that they think are impure. I, I feel for them. I, you know, I, they make fools of themselves, and it's good copy for, you know, for schadenfreudists like, like ourselves, or I should speak for myself. But nonetheless, I do feel for them, and I wish that we had an open society where a guy could be a politician and a Republican and a Puerto Rican or a Hoosier and be homosexual, you know? And a baseball fan, and and lose weight all well, at the same well, time. I, I would suggest that what they need is a little Schadenfreude uh, therapy. Yeah. That would be the thing. Uh, Schadenfreude therapy yeah. it will help them. Give them a shot, a shot of Freud, right? A, a shot of Freud. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it, it, this is. This is the muddle that the country has fallen into. I mean, there's a muddle, there's a puddle that the country has fallen into that's entirely different from, you know, the the millennial strike of the giant hurricane of insanity, which was struck, you know, much earlier. I was reading, there's a right-wing, I mean, a right-wing, there's a, a very liberal writer for the New York Times, Charles Blow, right? Who is also, I believe, African American. Not that that matters, but uh, he 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 had a, a great way of putting things. I thought this uh, this week he, to quote: "This is what we're saying. This is what the the right wing is saying. Is actions have consequences. If you didn't want a child, you shouldn't have had sex. You must be punished by becoming a parent, even if you know that you are not willing or able to be one." And Mr. Blow says, "This is insane." Hmm. Even if you follow a primitive religious concept of punishment for sex, as many on the right seem to do, you must at some point acknowledge that it is the child, not the parent, who will be punished most by our current policies that increasingly advocate for unborn children but fall silent for those outside the womb. This is not how a rational society operates. No, it's not how a rational society operates. It is a, it's completely irrational on, on sexual policies, on the attack on, on education. You know, this, this, this word el- elites, the elites, right, uh, that uh, mm-hmm. Palin and others use with such contempt, the elites, by which they mean people who have had an education, not at Texas yes. A&M. Well, remember what they said? What's the difference between you and George Bush? I'll tell you the difference between me and George Bush, said Governor Blower. I went to Texas A&M, and he went to Yale. It, that's the difference. That's, huh? really. that's well, you know what? Yeah. I went to Yale, and, there are, you know, and I'm not George W. Bush in any way. I could have taken an animal husbandry you know, uh, uh, major at Texas A&M and still not be George W. Bush. No, regardless. No, oh. but it, it's it, it seems to me that it, that this uh, um, trickles down into a contempt for teachers. You know, yes, that yes. that a, any that they're an elite. That the mm-hmm. that 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 anyone who has money obviously is in the elite. I think we can all agree with that. Uh, unless, of course, you you disguise your elitism by giving money to. Groups that call it to have them call other people elite, the Koch brothers, <laughs> yes. for example. You see what I mean? I mean, yeah. you know, it, kind of offs, it, it offs the karma of 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 who you are. Yeah, I, it, it's a, it's it's it is it is not a way for a rational country. If you follow these all these policies through, children are it is children who end up being hurt 
minorities mm-hmm. who end up being in jail and persecuted, yep. chased around the borders, made to prove their identities, you know, in a kind of waiting for the electrician sort of way. Um, it, 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 creating, of course, the cli- climate of fear, which has to be completely, uh, you know, rehabbed every so often when we lose an enemy. We're 10 years, 10 years away now from um, 9-11, which was going to be all in the news very, very shortly, just a couple of weeks. Yeah. going to be the whole thing is going to be 9-11. Well, you know something, David, you know, you talk about uh, priorities, which is we're going to see tons of copy on 9-11 when almost 3,000 people, innocents, lost their lives, okay? But you really don't get the same kind of copy and frisson for Memorial Day representing a million Americans or something like it that have given their lives for causes we may or may not agree with, but actually went there and put themselves, you know, at, at risk for us or for, you know, for whatever. Uh, 9-11 is, 9-11 is like a movie. You know, that's hot, man. Look, here, we got tape on this. Look at the buildings come down. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You think, you think it was an Israeli plot? You know, like, wow, wow, wow. So. Yeah, I think it is. The, the, the rerunning of that imagery um, was, was uh, you know, the fact that that imagery could be rerun endlessly was the future of the Vietnam War's imagery being rerun on the evening news, where yep. it didn't run endlessly, but it, it had its one shot, and then it, it was a cumulative horror with the Vietnam War as it began to be exposed on television. And it was, just, it was just the war that was being exposed. Not yeah, the reasons no, for it or the fraud behind it or the, no, you, no. you know, just, just the war itself, just the idea of, of, of a lot of people dying horribly under miserable <laughs> circumstances for no good reason. I, I, I was reading in Nixon land, it's really tragic the number of people who supported the war and came to, and these, this is people that are the, like the, the wise men of Washington, the movers and shakers, who came to realize that it was impossible and immoral or you know, it was against everybody's best interests and couldn't get it changed because uh, Johnson wouldn't allow himself to be the man that lost the war. And Nixon lied to everybody about everything at the same time. Well, that was you his know, brilliance, it, don't you think? I mean, that yeah, yes, yes, brilliant, I, am, brilliant. I, am, I am not what I appear to be. I'm actually a consummate liar. I hate almost every Jew and, and woman and Negro. And I don't uh, fucking swear either. Cocksuckers. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, he was, uh, he, he, he completely masked his personality with uh, um, this, this, that guy, you know, and really, he was, he was really, he was, I don't know, I mean, in the light of present political guys, he looks pretty good. Dwight well, Eisenhower, of course, looks like the angel Gabriel come to save America. Please, you know. And they, well, Nixon looked good in 68 because he was a very smart man or a wily man or a sensitive man, sensitive to, you know, to people's uh, anger. And he looked out at America and he knew exactly how to handle it. This man did not luck into anything in his life. Not one thing. He made everything good or bad that happened to him, he made it happen, which is one of the reasons we have no respect for Romney, because he doesn't seem to make anything happen. Except, David, did you see that he's quadrupleizing the size of his mansion in California? 
Yeah, because among his four houses, right? Is that it? Among his four, three houses, this one's now, it's no longer going to be three, four thousand. It's going to be 12,000 feet. And he's doing this while he's running in a country that's starving for work. I mean, the man is an idiot. He's been hit up on the trail by, you know, by people they all have now, by uh, left people, people from the left, uh, asking them all of the pertinent questions that uh, reporters never ask them, which is, why don't you tell the uh, truth, Senator? (laughs) That's a very embarrassing thing to be asked when you've got a prepared speech about America is great and the people of, where is this, Joe? West, where is it? West Jerkwater. East, 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 East Jerkwater, I are That's all great. good Americans. You know, it's the, except it's, the Muslims. Ex- except the Muslims and the people who are out there picking our crops right now. Oh yeah, they. Oh, where? What state was that? And, and was, it the, was it Texas? Was it Texas where they where they can't pick the, the 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 crops this year? Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. That's right, Georgia, Georgia. Georgia. Well, Southern they state, proved right. they proved a point. They proved a point, which yeah. is if you take un, undocumented uh, immigrants and take them out of the state, there's nobody there to pick the crops. Nobody, and the farmers are going crazy. Well, it because does not, there's no one to not planting. So if there's no one to pick, then they don't plant. So, but, but no, not, not planting. There's nobody to pick what they've planted. Well, that's um, yeah to begin with. But then what happens, you know, if this is a pattern in Georgia, yeah, no, this is, it's, these, the, these policies, you know, you can say that um, the social policies of the United States inaugurated since the, uh, the Roosevelt administration, you know, are, 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 these, all of these socialist ideas about taking care of people and compassion and all that stuff, you know, um, if if we if the country is dividing, I mean, if we truly have this earthquake that's coming down clearly and definitively between, it's, it's you not know, new. The, no, no, it's it's, it's not there. new, but it has it hasn't it hasn't cracked through to presidential politics. That's the thing you talk well, about about Perry. If there there you know, we had in Washington State an extre- a woman who was a, a, such a religious extremist. I mean, she was crazy, yeah. Louie, and, and she got two percent of the vote or something. I mean, it's overwhelming for the. Uh, she's Mexican. She is mentioned. She's mentioned in Nixon in Nixonland also. Yeah. They, all those super kooks. But David, the fact is, it's been in pol- in our politics deeply ever since. Basically, Goldwater and Nixon, when they created, you know, a, 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 an over, a, a conduit for all of this hate and all of this legitimate fear, it's legitimate fear and legitimate feeling of being taken advantage of. They just don't know how to talk about it. They are being taken advantage of just as we are. We're just more articulate, you know, and, and that's what makes them so angry. It is going to be Perry Obama. I don't think, I don't think Romney has a chance because he's running in a in a primary that has nothing to do with the Commonwealth. It has to do with, oh man, I love that Perry. He says everything I feel when I can't talk to people yep, about it. Yep, you've got it. You you've seized it because that certainly is not the case in 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 Romney land. Nobody is out there saying this guy is speaking for me. You're no, absolutely we, right. I don't, 
Right. I don't, they don't know who he's speaking for. If the guy had the guts to stand up for what he did, at least he could create a base, you know. But he can't create a base because he wants to win, and he looks out there. He's smart enough to know that he can only win by continually tacking right, and it doesn't work. Everybody knows that. If you tack, you lose. Yeah, you okay? want somebody if you're if you're on the right that far right, you want somebody that you believe to be uh, as right as you are. Yeah. A convinced you know rightist. And, and Romney is not a convinced rightist. He's a practical politician. When Nixon chose Spiro Agnew, who had been uh, uh, Rockefeller's rep until Rockefeller humiliated him, the, the South, with, with whom Nixon had struck a deal through Strom Thurmond, yeah. were ready to abandon him because Agnew was too liberal. Okay. So we're looking at that right now. I can't wait to see who Perry takes as a vice presidential candidate. Only if Curtis LeMay were alive or maybe David Petraeus, you know, or who knows? Somebody, the guy that puts up the money behind him wants school books to be recalculated, recalibrated to see history as the struggle between Christianity and the Muslims. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. That's what he's putting his money into. Whoa. Oh, my. It's, oh. It's, it's Dune time. Dune. Well, I did, I did uh, hear uh, one factoid that Perry has been promulgating proved uh, wrong, or at least uh, the article indicated that it was wrong, which what, he claimed that uh, the Texas Constitution uh, would allow the state to um, secede from the United States. Uh, this is in the oh, Constitution. Really? It was a threat. Well, that it isn't in the Constitution. That's not true. It could separate itself into 10 states and then secede from the United States. <laughs> and now that, I think, it, you, you don't, they don't even have to secede if they just become Texas, the 10 states, the 10 states of Texas, to do, 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 you know? Six that, flags over the 10 <laughs> six states. Six flags over yeah. the 10 states. Ten flag, yeah. I think that's the way to go, Governor. Uh, just, you know, then, then, you'll, then, then you get two senators from each, <laughs> for each one of these states. And think of all the representatives, man. I mean, you got the country swarmed. I'm getting a headache. I gotta stop. <laughs> yes, all right, I want to. I want to thank you for giving me a headache. It's a good one. <laughs> and I want to thank. I want to thank Dave Maloney for recording the headache. <laughs> I want to oh, thank uh, Phil Proctor. I want to thank Phil Proctor for giving us Milk um, uh, and and um, Chad. Um, uh, you know, I want Chaz Glass. Yeah. And uh, I want to thank Phil Fountain, and I want to thank uh, Tom Goodwillow and Scotty Wilde, all of whom are doing a fabulous job to take Oz and launch it even further. we got big news coming after uh, after Labor Day. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to put all you Oz and ears on the line. Okay, okay Dave, I'm I, Peter Bergman, your co-host. Yeah, I'm, but I'm going to say goodbye in the voice of Lipo. Who wrote, oh, of course. Who wrote this wonderful little short poem for Tufu, okay? So from me to you, from Lipo to Tufu. From Lipo to Tufu. On boiled rice mountain, I met Tufu, wearing a big round bamboo hat in the hot noon sun. Tufu, how come you've grown so thin? You must be suffering too much from poetry. Oh, I love it. <laughs> suffering too, suffering, suffering too much, too from, much poetry. from poetry. I think I'm going to call the show then. This suffering week, so too much from poetry. I'm going to do some Irish poetry uh, tonight with Joni Takanikos, 
who's celebrating Good. her trip to Ireland with some Irish. Lots of Irish uh, work. I'm going to read a little. I think I'll read Finnegan's Wake tonight. Oh, oh bees. Uh, See you next uh, week, Pete. See ya. See ya, everybody. Don't forget to donate.